Welcome to 30 Minutes with Nettie. My name is Nareda Fernandez, I go by Nettie, and I am your host. The mission of 30 Minutes with Nettie is to provide a platform to discuss and share personal stories to enhance our understanding and personal growth. The idea is simple. The more we share, the more we can learn from one another. Hello, welcome to week 38 of 2017. Thanks for tuning in. If you are a new listener, I encourage you to start from episode one in chronological order. I have a solo episode prepared for you today. I normally record these solo episodes a day prior to releasing them. The goal was to record this solo episode for you on Wednesday night and release Thursday morning, but I couldn't put my thoughts and emotions together yesterday and I didn't want to force it and not be genuine. But here we are, end of week 38. Happy Friday. I'll share a story about both the book I wrote and the creation of the podcast and a little bit of my college experience. By now, many of you know that in 2012, I wrote a book called My Sweet Vida, Make the Choice to Make Your Life Sweet. I read from a well-known author, Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love. In the book, Big Magic, she stated not to call our work, our creative work, our babies. But My Sweet Vida is my first baby. I stopped promoting it for a few years, but recently it has been back circulating. So I've been posting more about it. My Sweet Vida is about setting goals and accomplishing them. It's a personal development book. I still pick up the book every now and then, especially if I'm not feeling very motivated, and I always get reminded of who I am. To whoever asks me what I do or is interested in my work, I always refer them to My Sweet Vida. I wrote that book when I was 23 and released it at 24. It has been five years since, and although there's been times I want to change a few things or add to it, I stop myself, because that is how I was feeling and living at the time. And really, it's my foundation. I released it June 2012, and I started my bachelor's program in August of the same year. My plan was to get my degree, and once I was done, get back to promoting the book, write more books, and continue creating more and building my portfolio. The last semester of my program, I started losing it, losing my confidence. I was questioning a lot. I was doubting myself. The irony of this is that I made the choice to go back to school full-time to get my degree to prepare or teach me something I had already physically started working on prior to attending. That last semester was more like a wake-up call. Don't get me wrong, I love my classes, I love the program, I love the discussions and topics, I love the higher education environment. But there were two significant moments that made my mind start doubting what I was doing there. The first one was when I decided to meet with an advisor to discuss my career goals. We're going to call him Dr. Advisor. He was one of my professors with his PhD. Remember, I did things a little backwards. I wrote the book, then joined this college program. But I joined it with clear goals and intentions for my career. I was very interested in learning how to put myself out there as a public speaker. When I met with Dr. Advisor, the conversation quickly turned into him telling me that he had always wanted to write a book on his own. And was wondering if I could give him some pointers on where to start. 
He also said he had been brainstorming and trying to put himself out there to different schools to get invited and be a speaker. I walked into his office with this motivated bubble around me, confident and eager to speak with someone wiser, someone who's already in the field, a professional, someone with their PhD, and that bubble was quickly popped. I left having more questions about my decision of getting in debt and started questioning the program that was sold to me on the pamphlet or whatever got me interested in this program and how I thought this program was the one for me. I left having more questions and doubts about my decision of quitting my job, going to school full-time, getting in debt. I thought about the program and how they sold it on their pamphlets and online. I just let it go and I went on you know, to finish the full year. The second vivid memory I have is on the last semester when this really took over my mind, this whole doubting and questioning myself, like, oh shit, I'm about to graduate in December. Like, reality is about to hit me once again. On the last semester, I was asked to be the keynote speaker for an empowerment event at the university during Hispanic Heritage Month. So it was in September, actually, but it was in 2013. And I invited, I remember I was so excited, I I invited all the professors to this event. I was one of their communication students, so I thought they would want to come see it or support it. But the chair of department, who was also one of my professors at that time, informed me that they had a department meeting that same day and same time. I still prepared a little thank you or shout out to my professors in case one did show up. But the day came and none of my professors went. I did sell books and it was a great speaking experience. But for some reason, I allowed that to get to me. I had spoken at leadership programs. So me being asked to speak at a university, it was it was big. And it was what I wanted to do as a career after I graduated. But after I finished that event, I felt small. I felt my confidence was slowly breaking. It was like that last semester I knew I was going to get back to work with my books and projects, yet my confidence level was not where it was supposed to. Or I think where I thought it should have been after being done with this program. I truly did enjoy and learned and indulge into my studies, but the last semester just got to me. So I told myself, all right, you're going to graduate in December, start writing book number two. Prepare yourself to get back to your original plans, which was to keep writing, to keep promoting. You know, my sweet vida, I didn't reach not even 1% of what I know it could reach. But when I couldn't produce anything, when the right words were not coming out, things really spiraled down. I followed through with the program, though I graduated. I had not so much motivation as far as my creative side. I was a good $25,000, $26,000 in debt back to the real world. There were more things that contributed to the depression that was on its way to me. But the number one moment or number one thought was, what the hell am I going to do now? I have to get a job to be able to fund all my work and build my portfolio to establish myself. I remember one thing that made me not want to promote the book at the university was because I was 22 when I had written it. It was independent, self-published, so I had no funds to pay an editor. So every time I would read it on my own, I'd cringe with every new grammar mistake that I would find. The very first thing I did as soon as I had the funds was hire an editor. Once I had it edited, I then wanted to recreate the cover and rebrand. Two years after my original work, I found myself wanting to change a lot before I started promoting it again. 
until I stopped myself and reminded myself that I made that book from nothing. It was no experience. It was all passion. I sometimes go back and read it and I'm like, dang, Nad, where did all this confidence and passion come from? It was all from within. I remember I threw a benefit event to collect funds to self-publish it. I had a release party for the book. I'd go out and sell it with confidence. And I was pretty successful in all the events that I created. And when I went to the university to finish my bachelor's, things started to change. My confidence was not as high. And I realized that people were more interested in how I made it happen rather than the story. I remember one of my classmates asked me before class if I could teach him how I did it because he had been wanting to write a book. And the salesperson inside of me said, well, buy a copy, read it, and then I can sit with you and share how I did it. He did purchase a copy, but after that experience, I decided to not promote myself at school or stop telling people that I wrote a book. Not too long ago, I decided to read it again and I fell in love all over. I was reminded of who I am. That's when I started promoting it again, and I've been shipping books every week since I started to purposely promote it. What I love the most is that people can relate to it. The messages I get from my readers are the best. I've been talking back and forth with a few who are currently reading it right now, and the discussions are deep and they're real. The mission of My Sweet Vida is to motivate others to become lifelong learners, make changes within, set clear goals, and accomplish them. In My Sweet Vida, I share the adventure I took when I decided to stop making excuses and start attacking my goals. The first goal on my list was writing a book. I am working on book number two, So I do need everyone to read my Sweet Vida first because it will be a follow-up. I am not going to release the name right now, but I will release it soon. The profits that I make for my Sweet Vida now help me pay to fund this podcast and continue being able to create. So if you would like to purchase a copy, message me through any social media at Nettie's Podcast or Nettie's Podcast at Gmail. So to share why a book, how did the book idea happen? Reading changed everything for me. I've shared before that I took my first gen eds in education because education is key in order to progress in your life. Now, don't get it twisted and think I'm saying only academic education is the only way to progress because we are all capable of picking up a book or going to the library or just life experiences that teach us so much in this life. When I started reading, it opened up a whole new world and it also taught me how to become a better reader, writer, and person overall. Originally, My Sweet Vida was going to be a leadership course. So I thought, how can I share my story and share the foundations that helped me? And I thought about what was helping me through at that time of my life. And books were helping me. In the book, I share that I've always written. So I've always been a writer, but I never thought of myself as a writer. Or I never thought that this could, this is what I wanted to be. Mainly because I, I don't think I knew anybody But anyway, there's more about that in My Sweet Vida, but it all clicked. I secretly hope that many non-readers would read my book and want to continue reading more books. I wanted to share my love and passion for reading and at the same time motivate others to set goals and accomplish them. That's how My Sweet Vida came out in a book. I am working on book number two and I am projecting it to be ready and released for 2018. So that's going to be my third baby since I consider the podcast my second baby. Which reminds me, going back to that big magic from Elizabeth Gilbert, where it says not to call my creative work babies. There was one part that stuck to me and lives with me. She's a writer and she told herself that she would write and dedicate her time to make sure she wrote. 
She said that she would get money in many other ways, but she would do anything she'd have to do to continue writing. And I love that part. And that's that's the one part that really stuck to me and that I constantly think about, especially now that I find myself doing different types of jobs with the end goal of me being able to create, to write, and to do what I love to do. I used to over-explain to people when I would get questioned about what I'm doing with all my work. And now, if I get asked what I do, I do what I love to do. The follow-up question always has something to do with money, like how much do you make? Do you get paid for the podcast? How many books have you sold? I think I've shared this before, but the number one thing I like to learn from every experience in life is the human experience itself. Here's a fun fact about me. If money was not an issue and going to school for a quote-unquote hot job was not a worry or concern when I started higher education, I would have studied cultural anthropology. I love learning about humans and different ways that people live and the psychology behind it and traditions. I am an observer. I've learned to stay quiet when I'm witnessing unique human experiences. I just observe and learn from others as well as from myself. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked, but the point is is that at 23, I decided to make my first idea into reality. And I will not change anything about my experience. It is not all sunshine and success. I hope I don't portray this life of luxury because it is not that at all. I've had to work my butt off to put myself out there. I still work my butt off. I know there are lots of people that don't know I wrote a book. I always think about my own city or use it as an example, the city that I live in. There's about 90,000 people in this city. And I know that I have not reached even 10%, which would be 9,000. To me, that's motivation. As much success that you may see, know that's the same amount of darkness as well. I had to steer away from calling it a motivational book to more of a personal development book where I share the foundations of how I was able to accomplish a goal. Because after I released the book, y'all don't know how many moms reached out to me to ask me to talk to their teenage daughter or son and to help them out, sort of like a counseling service. When meanwhile, I was getting counseling myself. When people hear motivation, they automatically think, always happy, always positive, which is definitely what I aspire. And I definitely know I am a natural motivational person. I can't hide that or suppress that side of me anymore, but I am all about living your own life, knowing it's okay to feel sad or lost, accepting those negative feelings and finding the core reason and dealing with them because the more you don't face them or suppress them, the more that they will come back. It was weird. I was this 24-year-old expected to have our shit together because I wrote this book. It's crazy to me that five years have passed since. Slowly but surely, I'm coming back when it comes to my writing and second book. That's where the creation of 30 Minutes with Nettie kicks in. I shared with you all that I had purchased my first microphone during the same time I wrote the book, but I never opened it. Once I started listening to podcasts, I told myself, Podcast is another way to connect to people and share stories, and we can all learn from one another. My Sweet Vida and 30 Minutes with Nettie have an underlining same message in their mission, to encourage others to become lifelong learners. I graduated end of December 2013. So 2014 was that crazy year for me I've shared before. None of my after-graduation plans were going through. I bartended the whole year I was going to school. It was an ideal job situation for me. I went to school Monday through Friday. I'd bartend Fridays or Saturdays. 
A super good weekend was when I worked both Fridays and Saturdays. It was easy, fast money. I'd make enough to survive by working one or two nights a week. I met a lot of cool people too, from customers to the other bartenders. Every bartender had day jobs or a mindful of dreams and goals and, and bartending was just extra fun money. One of my cousins, Nelson, who was the same age as me, started bartending there as well. And we would always have some deep talks about all our goals and plans we had. He had graduated with his English major and his goal had always been to get into law school. But during that period that I, we were bartending, he would share with me that he was thinking about joining the service and then going to law school. He was very passionate about his future goals and plans and we'd always end up having these deep talks about life by the end of the night. One night after bartending, it was really the morning because it was like 5 a.m. when we were done. We went to the casino. He had never played blackjack, so I taught him how and he had beginner's luck. And we both tripled our tip money. I remember after that day, I would get random texts from him asking if I wanted to go to the casino. The last time I went to the casino with him, I took my mom because I was with her when he texted me that we should go. I think I was driving or I have no idea why, but my mom had no choice other than to go with me. And I remember my mom laughing at us because she plays like the penny machines. And when she came to see us at the blackjack table, she laughed at the fact that we, Nelson and I sat across from each other and I would tell him if he should stay or hit. We definitely did not go with luck that time. We lost money. A few weeks later, he was in a car accident and he passed away. And yesterday was the third year since his passing. And it's still so surreal to think about it. I started working with a nonprofit this Monday and I thought I'd share more about that and share how I was super inspired or motivated to work with students. I knew what week it was and when I realized that I would record on his third year of passing, I still thought I was going to be fine. I told myself I had it in me and I had to go through with my plan. But yesterday prepping what I would share and let y'all know that I finally started working with the students and how inspired and motivated I was. I was going to share about Nelson being an inspiration to get this podcast started. I couldn't do it. In one of my blog posts called When Life Gave Me Lemons, posted last year in September. You can find it on my website under the blogs. It's called When Life Gave Me Lemons. I shared that 2015 was a year of healing, a year of learning, a year of loving, and a year of rebuilding. And Nelson was and continues to be an inspiration to not only plan these goals, but to take action. To not wait until I feel I am ready, but to go for it and learn from my process. To live for today, to stop arguing or dwelling over insignificant things, to love the people that I have in my life. He was the push that this podcast went from someday in the future I will create a podcast to 2016 is the year that I would create and produce this podcast. With all these natural disasters going on all over the world, it's been a tough week. It's hard to stay positive when some people just lost everything. You know, when they lost their homes, lost family, mothers losing their babies. I hurt with the world. It's hard to go on social media and see all the devastating images because I feel so powerless. But with every disaster or tragedy, 
The silver lining is seeing how humans come together to help, to feel for one another. And it's totally normal to hurt along with the world. That's what makes us human. I hope that everyone is able to keep their spirits high in these difficult times. There's a quote that I love whenever I am going through a hard week or a hard time, which is nothing lasts forever, not even the bad times. So remember, love those around you today. Time is a valuable thing. Do not waste it. Another quote that I really love is, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and then go and do that. Because what the world need is people who have come alive. I will close this episode the same way I end all episodes. A current goal and an art I'd like to share. My current goal is just to adjust to my new schedule. I started working with a nonprofit this week. I will be working with all the seniors at the high school as a college advisor, as well as continue with all my freelance work. So this week has really taken a toll on me, but I plan to organize and just balance everything out. And an art I'd like to share is, I watched Insecure on HBO, which is super funny. I definitely recommend everyone to watch Insecure. A book, of course, it has to be My Sweet Vida. If you have not read My Sweet Vida, contact me for your copy. And I finally went to see the movie It, and yo, that movie was too weird for me. I felt more uncomfortable than scared 90% of the time. All right, thanks for listening. I hope everyone has a good week. Thanks, Nat. Thanks for your solo episode. (laughs) All right, I'm being weird. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Let me know what you guys think of today's episode. If you would like to join me in a discussion, email me at nettiespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter under at nettiespodcast. Please continue helping me spread the word by sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Hope everyone is having a good week. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.